Welcome back to the Balance Bully Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Renthigpen, always thrilled to be in the house with you today. Listen, I have just finished laughing so hard in the green room before the start of this podcast because this brilliant beauty that's coming to the stage with us today is not only hilarious, she has a huge heart, a huge giving heart, and you'll understand just how much in a moment. I would like you to take a beat, relaxing your seat. If you're on your Peloton, walking a treadmill, taking a walk outside with the dog, the cat, the frog, doesn't matter. I just want you to lean in and really listen to not only what she says, but the energy behind what she does. Today, we have the host of Giving Starts With You podcast, Canadian author, creator of the Ukulele Project, which is amazing, by the way, in Guatemala, course creator, mental health advocate, and passionate wife, mother, and music lover, Neil Your Heart. She is literally living her mission, which happens to be the title of her company, which she wears a CEO hat for, Travel, Live, Give. Nelia, welcome to the BBP. How are you today? Nikita, thank you so much. I'm amazing. Yes, we were laughing so hard. It's so great to see you again. You were just on my show. So thank you so much. And you're amazing. Everything about you is amazing. So I'm happy to be sharing the microphone with you today. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm excited to have you. We knew we would continue the conversation one way or another. We actually just like had a whole podcast recording unrecorded in the green room, just loving on each other. So (laughs) I figured we should probably turn the microphones on and let everyone else in on this conversation. (laughs) I would love for you to share a little bit about what you're doing through your company and what brought you to this space, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Um, So I'm the CEO, as Nikita said, of Travel, Live, Give. And basically... I'm living a life different than I have for most of my life. So what I mean by that is it wasn't until about three or four years ago that I decided to start this business, start this company. Um, And there's a lot that goes along with that. So my father, uh, I come from an immigrant family, a very tight family, a very giving family. And my father, um, when he was 59, passed away with cancer. And I was his caregiver at the time. And I was also three months pregnant with my son, who is now 16. And my father always wanted to be a grandfather. And as things would have it sometimes, I remember he was in palliative care and my brother and I both on the same day, not knowing about one another's news came to him and said, Hey dad, you're going to be a grandfather knowing he would never see these babies. Mm -hmm. And my brother's son and my son were born seven days from each other. So my father would have, he missed out on these two beautiful children Mm -hmm. who I think came into this world partly to save us. Mm -hmm. Um, My father was a very healthy person until he wasn't. And it was tough. I had just lost a, I just had miscarriage a few years before And during that time where I don't even remember seeing my husband, we got pregnant because I was looking after my dad and I was doing all the things. And I 
although I am, you know, I'm Christian and I believe in all of, you know, the beauty in life. Mm -hmm. I was like, now, mm -hmm. now this happens to me. I had been trying for 10 years yeah. and it was hard. It was hard to take care of myself. It was hard to take care of my father. Um, when my father passed away, he was about 80 pounds. It was devastating for me. And even today, I miss him, but it's the suffering that he went through that kind of messed me up. Yeah. So even though the day he passed away, I promised myself I wouldn't waste time. I literally looked at him and I said, oh, my God, I need to live life differently than I have been. Yeah. And I was I was an adult. So I'm 50. So this happened 2005. Mm -hmm. So 17 years ago, I was in my 30s. And I made myself a promise that day, which I couldn't actually keep, but I made myself a promise. The intention was there that I was going to live better, not waste time and looked at him and he did not deserve to pass away at 59. And I couldn't do it. It took me 12 years to come back to that promise that I had made during those 12 years, I lived a life of sadness, mm -hmm. depression. I was swallowed in grief. Mm -hmm. um, I had just had a new baby. I had moved to another city completely alone. Well, I had my husband, but my husband worked far away and I felt very lonely. I had friends around me. I had family around me, but I still felt very alone. Mm -hmm. I felt that I needed to take care and make sure my mom was okay. My brother was okay. Everything was continuing. And I put my feelings aside and I did that as a way of protection because I thought if I forget about it, I won't feel it. I don't have time to be sad. Mm -hmm. I have to take care of my son. And it backfired. Mm -hmm. So for 12 years, I literally huddled in a corner. I was very anxious, very depressed. Um, I have um, elements of PTSD mm -hmm. and my life was, it sucked. It was terrible. Yeah. And then came this notion of, hey, if I don't do this for myself, who's going to? I can't live like this anymore. It's okay to cry. It's okay to do all those things. And that's where my podcast starts and it comes out with giving starts with you because I wasn't taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in a loving family who took care of everybody else, but we were never taught to take care of ourselves. So I just didn't do it. And I didn't think, I thought it was conceited. I thought it was um, pretending that you were better than others. You know, who has time for that? Mm -hmm. You know, here we are in a Portuguese house. And it's like, you don't have time to sit down. You should be doing something, you know? I do. And so I'm like, Hey, how many people believe in that? Mm -hmm. And that's why I started my podcast. But my six-year-old came to me and I was in depression and he came to me and he said, mom, do homeless people get loot bags for Christmas? Loot bags here in Canada, I'm in Canada, are little gifts that children give to each other when they show up to each other's birthdays. So oh. it could be candy mm -hmm. or it could be like a little goodie bag. Mm -hmm. And I said, honey, I'm sorry, but sadly, I don't think homeless people get to go to birthday parties very often. And he says, well, tomorrow we're going to change that. He said, tomorrow we're going to go to Walmart. And he says, we're going to go and buy some, some goodies, some toys and give it to the homeless people. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's 10 o'clock. You're <laughs> six years old. We have a huge snowstorm here in Toronto. You need to go to sleep. Okay? Right. Because he was always, he was a good dodger of the bedtime thing. <laughs> 
he woke me up six o'clock the next morning. He says, I'm dressed. You ready to go? And I had completely forgotten this idea. My husband looks over and he says, where are you going? It's like the worst snowstorm of the century. And I'm like, he wants to go to Walmart. Evan wants to go. So I don't know what we're doing, but I'm going to take him. Let's get in the car. And that day we started what is now 10 years later, still continuing. And it's called Evan's Loop Bags for the Homeless Project, where we get volunteers. They come to the house. We get children. We donate lunches and all of these things. And the whole story is on my website if people want to hear about it. But that little boy taught me that giving back, even though I couldn't, didn't want to get up, I didn't want to put on my coat. I didn't want to drive. I was depressed. I didn't have any energy, especially in the snowstorm. I'm like, right. kid, what are you talking about? <laughs> he taught me that day because when we went out and we delivered 25 lunches to those people, we made 25 cards, handmade cards that he did. And in three hours, we had it all prepared. Okay, mm. I've never seen a child create that quickly. He was focused. Uh, when we gave those out, the feeling that I got that day has never been replaced, has never been matched by anything else that I have ever accomplished. Mm. Whether it's in business, in personal, that feeling has stayed with me yeah. since that day. So I really accredit it all to him and started my journey back to my life. Yeah. He's, he's amazing really. And, um, we continue it. We continue it every October and I decided, okay, I've got to rethink this promise that I made and I still couldn't do it. It took me yet another six years, mm -hmm. you know, but I was starting, I was starting and I have uh, Nikita, I have this birdcage that I keep behind me and I know people can't see me, but I was playing with this birdcage and I realized there was like a malfunction to it. Mm -hmm. And the birdcage, I realized, opened from the inside. And I was like, this is supposed to open from the outside. It was sort of like this wedding gift that was on a centerpiece table. I had gone to a wedding. It was it's one of these. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, are you telling me that I can let myself out? Mm -hmm. And that's why on my book, I have this birdcage. Because like it symbolizes to me, look. If you can't get yourself out, nobody's going to help you. Like right. we all need people, but you have to decide. That's right. So now with this business, I'm just on a mission to end loneliness because I know what it feels like. It feels, um, I don't even have a word to describe it. And I'm sure we've all felt that, yeah. but why not bring all these lonely people together? Right. So yeah, three years ago, we, um, we said, we've got to do more. So we decided I'm a musician. My son and my husband are, my son's a professional pianist and my father was a musician and that connects us with my father and my son. And, um, we decided, you know, I know mental health cause I'm, mm -hmm. you know, I, we all have a little bit of that in my family, mental health issues. I can't bring, um, I can't solve world poverty. I can't fix all their mental health. You know, they're, their medical situations, but I can maybe help them have joy yeah. and I can maybe help them give them a place to express their feelings. And because when I was stuck, giving back and music were the two things, thank goodness, that got me out and yes. my son, of course. So that's what we did. We started um, the ukulele project. So we've been to Costa Rica now. We just went in October and basically we just, um, we, fundraise for instruments. We bring the instruments, we introduce them to the children. We teach them a little bit, but it's the human connection for me 
that continues every day to manage my anxiety, my depression, my loneliness, all of those things. Mm -hmm. It's the only thing that I've experienced in my life that does that for me. Yeah. I've tried therapy and I'm not hitting on therapy. Therapy is great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm biased. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, medication is great. I'm on that too. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. No, no shame, no stigma at all. That's right. But it was a combination of the things. And the number one thing that worked for me may not work for everybody, mm-hmm. but worked for me was giving back. Yeah. So now what I do is I teach people how to run their own projects. And I love what I do. Um, it keeps me, like I said, it's almost like a selfish thing. Come like, on. <laughs> you know, <it laughs> for so long, I, I didn't want to admit that, mm-hmm. but I did that for selfish reasons and said, oh, but it's helping people. Yes. It was intentionally selfish. You were, you were yes. giving yourself the space to fill up. So that you could pour out selflessly and not from the bottom of exhaustion and regret and resentment. That's what it's all about. And you were doing it. I know it feels like almost like a paradox to use that word because of the way conventional wisdom has made us feel that it's bad to be selfish. It's not good. But if you don't create that space for yourself, for you, your tonic, your key tonic ingredient in your cocktail of support with therapy, medication, your husband, your son, you know, having to be responsible during the day to get up, to take a shower, to take them to school, to help them with homework. All of that was part of your cocktail, but the key tonic for you was giving back. And you could not do that if you didn't create some space, whether it was three hours, once a year, once a day, once a month, like you needed that in order for you to rise up and get to the next point in your journey, which we're all benefiting from because without you participating and creating these ripples for so many other people to even know that it's possible to create projects where they can give in a way that's not exhausting to them. Because Mm. I know what you focused on people who are lonely and forgotten in that way, you're mindful that there are circumstances, storms and hurricanes and fires that they have to deal with that don't necessarily always grant them 30 hours a week of time. Like you're very empathetic and compassionate because of that. And a lot of people aren't, you probably know of and have been on some boards where they act like you ain't got nothing else going on in your life. And if you don't give your right arm, your left leg and your first unborn child, then you're not really being a good member of the commit of the committee. And you're showing that there's a way to do it because I love your, your whole moniker of travel, live, give, like take care of you, enjoy the process of this journey and in parentheses, give. I love it. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. Cause we love giving locally, but I really love traveling Come and on. Doing it because I get stuff from you too. See, here's the thing. There are a lot of great people in this world. Yeah. You know, but even the best of us sometimes ask ourselves, okay, what's in it for me? Mm-hmm. I'm busy. Mm-hmm. So that's why I really emphasize that, oh my God, you're going to get more out of it than even you can give. Yes. So there is a lot in it for you and there's a lot in it for other people. There's a lot of unhappy, unhappy, lonely people. Um, like I work nine to five and I run a full-time business. Mm-hmm. So I work 80 hours a week. If I have time to do this, yes. then you have time to do this right. because this is what keeps me balanced. 
without it, there's no way I could do everything that I do. I would be burnt out. Mm -hmm. I would be back in the state that I was. And, you know, to be honest with you, before my business and I was working 40 hours, I would come home, I'd put on the TV and I would be exhausted. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even think, are you kidding? I don't want to do any errands. I don't want to do anything. But because I love and my work gives back to me, yeah. I'm all about it. Like uh, any minute that I can, I'm like, this isn't work. This is amazing. And there's only so much that I can do. I mean, one person can create a change. Yes. But it is still limited. Okay. So it's the truth. And if I can help other people continue, and if I can teach other people how to do it without a lot of money, mm-hmm. so it doesn't cost a lot. Yeah. You can volunteer your time you know, mm-hmm. um, without necessarily like, although I'm a Catholic, you don't necessarily have to belong to a religious group to do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take a year to plan. Right. This is something that we can all do. Even if you're going on vacation, take, take a day, get off of the resort, figure out beforehand, do a family project. Cause I can guarantee when you come back, what you're going to be, you know, your friends are going to be like, oh, girl, where did you go on your vacation? Mm-hmm. And you're going to be telling them and they'll be like, well, what was the resort like? And all these questions people ask you and you'll be like, oh, yeah, it was great. But you know what we did? We went to this town and we met these incredible kids. And yes. oh, my God, you know, and that's the conversations. It's going to create awareness. It's going to make other people excited to go. Yeah. It's an adventure. Which I lean into curiosity, adventure and play like that cap I wear every single day. I'm curious, you said a mouthful and so many different beautiful Sorry, No, I mean, well, come on, we, we match each other there. <laughs> There's no question, no apologies at all. But when one of the things that I, I heard is you have a space for where sometimes when people feel lonely and or also forgotten, there's a place for them to go. And that could be within mm-hmm. the project. But then the question I had around it, or what are some of the projects that other people that you work with under the guise of Travel Live Give are able to create because not everyone is as comfortable with mm-hmm. serving the houseless, right? Like in, in that way, mm-hmm. or they might not feel like they, you know, know enough places to go where they could feel safe to do it. Depend, you know, maybe suburban or they don't live in communities where it's visual enough for them. We're Philadelphia, honey. We can walk down any street and we, we can we have plenty in Seattle and some of the other places. But what are some of the recommendations you have high level? And of course if they want support in creating uh-huh. it, you would walk them through it under your company. No, I'm glad you asked me because there's so many it depends on the person, right? Yeah. There's so many different things. So for example, um there's a group of women who have lost their husbands. Mm-hmm who had plans of buying the cottage here up north, who had, you know, when, when I retire, when my husband retires, mm-hmm. this is what we're going to do. We can't wait. The kids are out of the house. We're going to go and, and get this cottage. We're going to live. We're going to travel. And now they don't know what to do. Yeah. So their plans have changed completely. Mm-hmm. So I've met with them individually. And so, for example, one, one lady, she loves quilting. Mm-hmm. And so Sometimes she makes quilts and gives them to the hospital or something like that. And I'm like, okay, how does that make you feel? So she tells me, but I'm like, how can we do it on a bigger scale? So she is now going on a trip and teaching how to quilt. And these ladies that she's teaching can now make money in Mm. these villages and create change that way. So she is changing 
not only is she creating her gift, but she's teaching now. She's becoming adventurous because she can actually travel. She can do it in her hometown. She can do it with her friends. She can continue to do it to hospitals, but how can we impact more people? I have this other gentleman who is a uh, paramedic Mm -hmm. and he loves supporting Um, he loves supporting any type of emergency services, Mm -hmm. but he loves to draw. So I'm like, okay. So we came up after working together, we came up with this, with this project that he loves to travel to. So he's from Australia. He is going to go connect with these. I don't want to give it all away, but he's going to go and connect with these students Mm -hmm. and he's going to have them dress up as firefighters or different, you know, police officers. And he's going to have them write about what they love about the, you know, these people that help and he's turning it into a book. Yeah. He's going to sell his book Mm -hmm. and he's going to give the profits to the emergency services. So this is just one idea. So it's putting all of the things together. Yeah. But you know, so for a long time, I've wanted to volunteer. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is different because my son, even though he's a giver, he hates volunteering. <laughs> like he likes making his own project. He likes being the leader and he's quiet. He's introverted, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you, he had to do a certain amount of hours for school. So he had to, he chose a soccer camp where he had to like for 40 hours in order to graduate, you have to help um, ch- little children with soccer. And he's like, mom, I never want to work with kids again in that way because they ran me crazy. It was hot out. You know, he says, I never want to do that again. Mm-hmm. But yet he does the drive without question. He goes to Guatemala with me and plays music for them without question. So my big thing is you have to pick something that works for you because mm-hmm. if you hate it, you won't do it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people need us to love what we're doing so that we can repeat it. Yeah. Right. So if you come to work with me and I have people who come and say, Nelia, I'm not good at anything. I feel bad about myself. I have no skills. What am I going to do? So that's, I go through all of that. We figure out what your skills are, what you like. Cause sometimes people assume, Oh, you have to have a natural talent, but so my son plays the piano. He's naturally good at it, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't want to make it into his career. It's like, I love playing the piano, but, it doesn't mean that that's what I want to do just because I'm good at it. Right. So we figure out all of that, you know, first, and then we put all the pieces. We do the fundraising, we do the social media posts, we get the word out there, we do all of it. And so it's just, I don't know, like soon I'll be able to have them come on my podcast and the podcast will be all about let's promote their project. Yes. Yes. You know, so some people want to do a documentary. It's always different, but no matter what they decide to do, it seems that, you know, you can do it on your own, just like you can start a business on your own. Yeah. You can do a lot of things on your own. But from the day you start with me, you already have the day one of your project. Mm-hmm. Like we've set a date, you're ready to go. This thing's going to happen, you yes. know, even to do a podcast, you you can take a course and learn how to do a podcast or you can do it on your own. It's That's not right. a hard thing to do, but most people don't do it. Mm-hmm. Most people don't finish it. Most people don't have all the answers. So yeah, I just, I don't know, Nikita, I just love what I'm doing. And it's so much fun for me. Yeah. And one day I would love to join the people that I'm helping and mm-hmm. do the projects with them. I'm not there yet, mm-hmm. but because I know, so a, l- a few minutes ago, I said how sometimes we need to find what's in it for us. That's yeah. just the way humans are. The right? reality of agenda. The, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, perfectly said. Thank you. And so I always concentrate on 
yes, I'm so glad you want to help these people, but do you know what it's going to do for you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people don't believe it at first. They're like, no, I just have some time. I'm not sure. And then they come back and I'm like, oh my God, I got off my medication or, you know, and that's extreme. And not everybody says that. So I want to make it clear, mm-hmm. but my life is, I'm just happy. I have a meaning. I'm no longer asking myself, yes. oh, is life there? You know, I were so after I started healing myself through grief and through this giving and everything, at the end of the day, I was still tired. I mean, I still work nine to five. Mm-hmm. And just even if I hadn't, even before my father died, I would be faced with this. Oh my goodness. I got to go to work. Every day looks the same. Mm-hmm. The mundaneness. Yep. Mm-hmm. Even before I started with all of the grief mm-hmm. and I was always kind of looking for something to kind of wake me up and something to get excited about, yeah. get a little bit of a fire in my belly, you know, and it, I didn't know that this was going to be it. It could have been, I tried looking for all kinds of stuff and I don't know, for me, it's been the answer and it may be for some of the listeners it may not be, but it, it helps everybody. Nobody loses. Right. I think there's so many gems in what you said, um, including the reality that the 80 plus hours that you do on an average week. And I know that that's not including your family responsibilities, right. And, you know, fostering and all the things you do with the animals and, you know, just all the parts of your life that are here and, and coming and expanding, when you're creating balance for yourself, what we say, creating work life and love balance specifically, the formula for that isn't about, you know, you only working only 10 hours and having 80, 70 other hours if that math was right to be able to play and Netflix and chill, right? The formula is admitting the truth of what you really want over the boundaries you create to make that truth a reality. Your truth is I not only want, but I need to give. That is crucial for my cocktail of a healthy mind, body, spirit balance. Like that is a part of it. Of course, there's other things. There's, you know, praying to God for you. There's attending church for you. There's other committee, you know, requirements and things that you do as a part of that. Being a good, listening, patient, compassionate wife, right? Like, And all that (laughs) thing for mothering, like all of those things are also a part of it. But you know that if you withdrew the giving part of it, Everything else is holding on by the thread of whatever energy you have left because that's not supporting you. And the boundary you create that allows you to do that 80 hours is because of the fire. You're like, listen, I really am in love with what I'm doing. So I'm going to create the space for it. Now, Monday night, because there's a lot of stuff happening, birthday parties, family flying and whatever, that may have to park my giving. Tuesday, I'll give up 15 minutes more. Wednesday, I'll give another hour so we can kind of habit stack and make up for what Monday lost because it's important to me. And when you want to take a slowdown and remove yourself and take a vacation, you're not feeling guilty about it. You know that it's refueling you to go harder the next week. That is your balance. It doesn't have to look like what other people will say, like, oh my goodness, 80 hours, like doctor's hours. And don't we want our doctors to love their work? We want Nelia to love her work too, because of all the ripples you're creating. I especially appreciate your first story in the context of giving outside of your ecosystem is just as important as giving inside of your ecosystem, your ecosystem being like your family, the people that you're like deeply connected to, 
versus in that first story where out of the mouths of babes, when your six-year-old who's now 16 was like, listen, Linda, we're about to do something a little different. You don't know about this. I'm going to say it's sweet, but this is what's happening. And he poured into you an awareness that there was, you know, homeless people, people who are houseless that needed something that he felt in his six-year-old self that he could contribute to with mommy and daddy's money. But that's not the point. Mommy and daddy had to drive him to Walmart. That's not the point. But you were supporting him and he was supporting you with the possibility, which is exactly what you do, which is so funny. You're helping other people support other people through their projects, but they're receiving in reciprocity a gift themselves, Mm. I think is magical. Thank you. And I could have easily said, you're crazy, buddy. Go back, you know, (laughs) and even though I was thinking that I was like, I don't want my child to not be able to trust me with an idea. Right. And as crazy as I thought it was that day, because I was not in a place of even getting up. Mm-hmm. And um, as crazy as that was, thank goodness that yeah. that happened. And I don't recommend everybody do 80 hour weeks. That's not what I'm of saying. Of course, of course. But that's where the balance comes for you. Because that's your truth. More, yes. And I was more tired when I was only doing nine to five mm-hmm. because nothing was feeding my soul than I am now. Right. And for me to just... When I'm done, I'm done. I take that time and I never used to. And I catch myself before because I don't want to burn out. I'm not helping anybody. Right. And so if I need to take a week off and well, I'll still go to my job. But if I need to take a week off from my podcast and from all of the stuff that I do, then I do that. Yeah. And instead of being embarrassed and trying to hide it, I tell the people that follow me, hey, it's time for me. And I think they respect that because that's what I'm trying to teach them. Yes. So it's, it wasn't always easy, mm-hmm. but now I know there's a difference between selfishness mm-hmm. and, you know, like it's brave to me to be selfish. Yes, It's not conceited. And I always used to think that, and I'm like, oh my goodness, if I think about myself, you know, if I take more than, you know, if I want a second helping of something, no, I got to feed everybody. I've got to do all of these things, but it made me unhappy. Right. <laughs> it really did. Mm-hmm. And I was just really unsatisfied and I wish I had learned that a lot sooner, but had I not gone through that pain, I wouldn't have gotten here. Yeah. You wouldn't have appreciated it at the same volume that you can hear yourself more. Yeah. And I know your journey, you know, we had our conversation Mm -hmm. with you and everything that you said was so profound and it's so important. I know we agree that it's so important that people see where we were and where we are because we're not any more special than the next person nope. sitting in the next room. Nope. But when nope. you and I figure it out, all we want to do is shout it from other people because we don't want you to waste time. Don't waste time. Time is something you cannot give back. So just try it. You don't have to give every day. I'm not saying you have to be the Samaritan of the week. Mm-mm. I'm saying that figure out what you care about, yeah. what what you like to do, because then you'll repeat it. Like you only have to work with me once and then you'll know and you'll be on your way and you can do many different things as you want. Right. But it's just, I just want you to feel better. Cause honestly, there is, I know I've said this, but there isn't a word in the English language to explain how it makes me feel. It just, I don't know. I don't know that I would be here today. Music, honestly, and giving back, it did save me. And I'm very grateful. And so I hope that it does that for other people. Oh, I've received that. And of course they can't see you because we are 
traditional for this podcast and we are audio only, but I see you glowing and shining and your eyes getting big and bright, almost as big as your hair. Nelia has really big hair, guys. (laughs) And you are like lighting up every time that you talk about it, which I appreciate because it's a reflection of what's really happening, regardless of whatever words and phrases that you're eloquently putting together. It's beautiful. And you, you know, I, I do have my favorite question that I want to ask you, but before we get that, get there, because this is timely, you have a, a complimentary gift that you want to share with everyone that we will have at the bottom of this show note, a blueprint. Do you want to talk about that at all? Yes. So the blueprint is sort of, so there's seven areas in the blueprint. Mm-hmm. It's live your best life. So mm-hmm. it's basically there to help you take inventory of what's working for you and what's not. And sometimes you don't know until you see it. Right. right? So we, uh, it's sort of like a checklist. It goes through um, seven different core areas of your life. So it goes through mental health relationships. How are your relationships? It goes through your hobbies and interests. Are you making time for them? Come on. Um, career job satisfaction. And it also goes by life satisfaction, um, giving to yourself. And then the last one is giving to others. And basically there's some check boxes and you read through and you mark off what you're happy with and what you're not. And then it's got some questions on the bottom. And if you want to figure out how to change some of the things that you are very unsatisfied with, then there's a link there that you can contact me. We can have a conversation. Basically at the end of the day, um, I'm actually pretty introverted. I'm pretty quiet. It doesn't sound like that right now, <laughs> but the only thing that like, when I talk about this, mm-hmm. it changes me. So I become like this person, you know, and then after the interview, I'll have to like, okay, I need a rest now, you know, that's just <laughs> right. But I just love, even if you just want to, even if you just want to have a conversation, you don't have to necessarily, you know, want to work with me. Just, I love human connection. Let me learn from you. You learn from me. If I can help you in any way. That's what I, that's what I want to do. I think that's so beautiful. And I'm glad that we timed that perfectly in, in the, the middle, like right, right there towards the tail end, but like right there. So when you're not serving people, supporting people, making sure that you create that intentionally selfish space for yourself to continue to fill up through your giving and the cocktail that you give for yourself and your family benefits from it, how are you giving yourself permission to pause? How? Um, For me, I like to look at it as, although it's pausing, it's more of a rest because for me, I always feel that those 12 years, I put a pause on my life. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I look at that as a negative word. Mm. That's just in my situation because I stopped. It's like those old record play, just pause and nothing happens. Whereas when I take that pause, like how you mean, Mm -hmm. I do my stained glass art, art. I love art. I do stained glass work. Um, I write music, not very good, but I, I, I attempt to write music. Mm-hmm. I love to learn languages. Um, I just, I'm quiet. Um, I kick everybody out of the house for a little while. That's my kind of pause. Yes. But go ahead. <laughs> my son was young. Do you know, people think I'm terrible for this, but when my son was young, I made a huge sign and I said, mother on strike. And I sat in my driveway with some lemonade and I put this thing up and all I could hear, and I only have one. And all I could hear was opening the door. Mom, I'm hungry. Close the door. Front door open. Mom, I want this. Close the door. Mom, can you help me with this? And I'm like, uh-huh. I got my picket thing on and I, 
mother on strike. And you know that some neighbors came over and joined me. <laughs> exactly. And I'm just like, I'm turned off. Like, I'm sorry, but I just, I don't have to give right now. I just need to, you know, and my son's like, I get that because as a teenager now, he kind of closes himself in his room. And I used to think that was, oh my God, an antisocial thing. And now I'm like, good for you. Exactly. You need to zip yourself in the bubble. You shouldn't live in the bubble, but you should absolutely zip yourself in the bubble. I'm laughing at you so hard because I'm that parent too. When my kids were little, I would literally say mommy's on timeout. You know how the kids have to do mommy's on timeout. Like I'm on timeout. You you can't talk to me. I need, what did you do wrong? Can't talk. Can't tell you. And then when we come out, we would have the conversation. Like I wasn't feeling well in my body. I wasn't feeling well in my spirit. Like, I would share that with them in like two minute bites based on whatever age they were at the time. But I child, I stayed on timeout. So I understand. (laughs) Nikita, let me tell you though, if you're not a person who's used to doing that, Mm -hmm. then you're the one who's judging the parent who does. Yes. Because I've been in a mall or been in a shopping grocery Mm -hmm. store. And before I knew that I needed to do that, I would be the one saying, oh, my God, why is she talking to her kids like that? Mm-hmm. Or she's ignoring her children. But it's not. It's You're not really that. loving them in a hard way because until you get it and until you do it, until you see the benefits of it, mm-hmm. just don't judge. You know, because I did that at some point and I'm not proud of it, but it's the truth. And I'm all about honesty. And we just learn. We do. I have a... um an auntie who just says anything out her mouth that she wants. It's not necessarily good all the time. But one of the things that stuck with me years ago is she was just kind of generally giving us some wisdom and said, be careful what you judge about what's happening across the street at the neighbor's house, because Mm -hmm. it can easily come right onto your doorstep, whatever that is in life. And that stuck with me. So sometimes when I catch myself, I'm like, "Mm, you know what? I got kids. They're going to be adults soon. Cause I'm looking at, I remember when that one was five, now they 18 and fresh, right? Like when you have those little moments, like, well, mine, God willing, will actually be 18. And we don't know what we hope that they won't do certain things, but we don't necessarily know. So I had to be really careful with mm-hmm. that. And it was, it was just something that I caught after the fact, the same as you and you learn and you do different, right? You mm-hmm. do different. Absolutely. Mm, mm, mm. This was that. powerful. How can people connect with you? We want to make sure the blueprint is in the link at the bottom, but is there anywhere that you want to share with them where they can come? Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. If anybody wants to email me to start a conversation, I love having chats. Um, it's hello at neliahut.com. And just, I don't know, check out my podcast check out it's also on youtube it's on apple and all of the places people listen to streaming um for podcasts and i also have uh, interviews um and just basically come listen to nikita's she we just put hers out and she's fantastic so keep keep listening to her show honestly give her some love and yeah the blueprint i think is the best way because then when you connect with me you kind of know yourself a little bit better Mm -hmm. i worked really hard on that because i know it's going to help you it definitely will. It's going to be fantastic because you're a giver. So how can it not? I mean, oh, yeah. And I wrote a, if anybody's interested in my story and how I got here, I did write a book about my journey through my father's passing. Mm-hmm. And it's all about healing, grief, uh, anxiety, depression, all of those things. So if you do, if you are suffering from those things and you kind of feel alone, like nobody feels as crazy as I do, 
Um, that's why I wrote the book. It wasn't meant to be a book. It was sort of a diary to help myself when my father passed away. Mm-hmm. But I think the book will help. It's full of heart, to be honest with you. Um, and not all of it is happy, but yeah. that's okay. It's just truth. But it will make you feel that you're not alone in what you're going through. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a death. You can grieve lots of different things. And if you do read it, let me know if it helps you. Yeah, I I love that. The healing through giving. I think that's going to be the title of this show. You heard it here first, even though you probably saw it before you clicked on it and then got to it. But that's what we're doing here at the BBP. (laughs) No, yeah. Thank you so much for carving out time. I know you have a full schedule this evening and you'll, you will definitely need a rest when your night is over. We appreciate your honesty, your vulnerability, your open heart and your willingness to just be you fully because those make the best conversations. And I thank you for that. Thank you, Nikita. I don't always have the perfect words, but I just go with it and stop judging myself for it. And, you know, but this was so great. I really enjoyed connecting with you again. We have to do this like once a week. I don't know. I just want to talk to you. I want to talk to you like all the time. We just have to have tea. We won't record it. That's all. <laughs> exactly. They can't have everything, Nelia. Like you gave enough tonight. Okay. They can't have everything. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. Balance Bowley listeners, I told you I was not playing games in 2023, bringing you the best of the best, the most open, the most giving, the most deliberate humans I could attract into my ecosystem that were willing to share their truth with you so that you can see that there is a way and a possibility for you to make your day your way, create balance your way. There is no specific task that you have to take on in order to live someone else's truth out. It's whatever you want. Just like Nelia said about creating a project that fills you and fuels you up in the best way possible. It's going to be about you and what you want to pour from your talents, your skills, and your gifts in a way that serves the world. So actually you can create those ripples over and over and over again, just by starting one. So I'm going to ask you to do what I ask you every single episode. First, think of one person at least that you can share this episode with that you know they could benefit from. For whatever reason, no explanations. Like, hey girl, hey guy, hey brother, just check this out. I heard it. It was dope. Thought of you. Listen to it. Just send it. And the second thing is enjoy the balance of your day, but remember, do it boldly. 